the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen, and uh, good morning to you. Brethren, I would remind you in what terms I preach to you the gospel, says uh, St. Paul in the epistle lesson this morning, which you received, in which you stand, by which you are saved. Uh, This may be a bit contrived, but... um, My analysis tends to run this way. (laughs) I think uh, that this phrase in which you received pertains to the mind in which you stand to the will and by which you are saved to the heart. The gospel that St. Paul preaches is for the whole man. The whole man, for the mind, the will, and the heart. We receive the gospel. I think to a large extent, at least when we put it in those terms, we receive it here. We we receive it uh, uh, intellectually. We we buy into the faith. Um, In which you stand, there's something there that has to do with the will and with a decision, a decision to receive the gospel. You know, I can I can buy something in my head and not and not latch onto it, but I have to I have to buy into it. I have to latch onto it. I have to make a decision. And this, is, this saves me, because now this goes into my heart, goes into the heart. When I think of, of, uh, of being saved, uh, uh, as a young man, I, I uh, got a Red Cross certification as a senior lifeguard, and I used to do a lot of lifeguarding at, at summer camps, you know, and we would practice when the drowning person in the water cries out save me <laughs> save me and uh, so we want to be saved we want to be saved by the Lord Jesus Christ and by his gospel and by his word the gospel which you received in which you stand by which you are saved if you hold fast unless you believe in vain, if you hold fast. And so we have to keep holding fast. How do we stand? How do we hold fast? Especially when we might become faint-hearted, when we become depressed, despondent, Listless, motionless, when we feel a a severe heaviness in our lives, how do we stand? We have to be diligent. (laughs) We have to be diligent. Diligent in what? 
diligent in all things. Diligent in almsgiving. Diligent in prayer. Diligent in fasting. Are these not the three things that Christ commanded us to be diligent in? For the salvation of our heart and our mind and our will. And if we want to strengthen our will in order to stand, in order to hold fast, we need to fast. Bodily fasting. Maybe just the thought of that makes me even more depressed. <laughs> but if, if this is not the answer, then what's the way out? We have to move. We have to do something. We can't just lie there motionless. I once read in a cookbook of three brothers who reflected on the ministry of their father, a Southern Baptist pastor in Oklahoma. And it was impossible to do so without recognizing the impact of the events of the Normandy invasion in the Second World War on his life and his work. And when their father retired and was giving his last sermon at a small Baptist church that he had pastored for 38 years in southeast Oklahoma, he made a rare and dramatic and brief mention of the events that had transpired. He said, as a young second lieutenant, early in the morning on June 6, 1944, I went over the side of a destroyer in a small landing craft as a part of the invasion of Normandy. And as we landed, I and others kicked down the door of that craft and hit the sands of Omaha Beach. And four days later, boom! And my whole life was changed. His life was changed spiritually. It took him and his comrades most of the day to reach the tops of the cliffs at Normandy. The first wave at his point of entry had been unsuccessful in their efforts to take the beach. And he was unable to describe the horror of it all. He once did say that many of those men who went before him never even made it to the sand. A few things he did say was that the air attack seemed to have failed. We were just being slaughtered by German 88s, mortars, German sharpshooters. And he was pinned down in a tide pool for a while when a veteran of the North African campaign noticed mortars hitting behind them in the water, right behind them. They've got us in our sights, in their sights. They've got us, he said, and we have to make a run for it. And my dad and those with him did run, 
Eight steps, pitch and roll. Eight steps, pitch and roll. It was an exercise designed to keep you out of the sights of the, of the enemy trying to shoot you. He once told his sons that the men who didn't keep moving didn't make it. Now you know why I told the story. (laughs) At the base of the cliffs, they located a tape line leading up to the top of the ravine, and one of them, somebody had made it up, and they followed that line up to a point where they could continue to fight from cover. And so we have to do the same thing. We have to move. We have to run the race. And if we fall, or if we get tripped, or if we get elbowed out, we have to get up and keep going. We have to train We have to regiment our diet in order to do what? In order to reach the high ground. The spiritual point to where we can fight back against the enemy and hold on to our Christian faith. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. That Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. That He was buried. That He rose on the third day according to the Scriptures. That He appeared to Cephas in the Twelve. That He appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time. Most of whom are still alive, but some who had fallen asleep. And He appeared to James and then to all the apostles. Sounds like the creed, doesn't it? Last of all, As one untimely born, he appeared also to me, says St. Paul. For I'm the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. His grace toward me is not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though I, it was not I, but the grace of God in me. Whether it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believe. Personally, I believe the point that St. Paul was trying to make is, it's not about me. It's about the gospel. And the grace of God towards the, that each of us possess by virtue of our baptism into Christ. I once told a brother priest that in my observations over the years, most people join the church because of the faith. They leave because of people. Shall I say that again? (laughs) 
Most people join the church because of the faith. And they leave because of people. Relationships gone south. I wanted to be the leader. But someone pushed me out of the way. I am out of here. I wanted everybody just to lighten up and have fun. But no. The heavies had to come in and take all our joy away from us. I'm out of here. I wanted to just come and quietly worship with my family and my friends. But everybody kept bugging me to give money to this or my time to that. I'm out of here. I wanted to save the church and the world and develop the perfect ministry, but it was all dashed into pieces because of disinterested, ignorant people. I'm out of here. St. Paul said, it's not about me. It's not about my leadership. It's not about my doctrine of the day. It's not about my quiet family worship. By the way, we give up quiet worship when we assemble together as the body of Christ. We give that up. Or my ministry to the poor, the children, whatever it might be. It is about the gospel which we received, which in which we stand, by which we are saved, if we hold fast. To what? That Christ died for our sins, that He was buried, that He rose on the third day according to the Scriptures. He is risen indeed and appeared unto Simon. I love that verse. Perhaps you are thinking right now, Father John, who can do this? If this is what's required, then who can be saved? Jesus is looking at you and saying to you today, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Amen.